that excellent scripture. Pray with me. Spirit of living God, fall fresh now on this preacher. And those under the sound of my voice, whether live streaming or in this worship center, may hear in your word your call to come home to your son. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, during this third Sunday of Advent, this third Sunday of the season that reminds us that God is coming in Jesus Christ. It is a time that we celebrate the first Advent of Christ and we prepare our hearts and our souls for the second coming, the second Advent of Christ. When the Bible says, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. As Christians, my friends, we observe Advent as a preparatory season to prepare us for Christmas, the coming of the Lord of salvation. Advent is the season in which the church emphasizes we must repent, that is, turn from whatever's causing us from experiencing all the gifts of God. Turn from that which is keeping us from experiencing the gift of hope. Turn from that which is keeping us from experiencing the gift of peace, the gift of joy, and the gift of love, all of which can be found in Jesus Christ if we but accept him in our lives. We light candles to remind us that Jesus is the one gives us what we are searching for. These symbols remind us in the same way that John the Baptist did that all of us, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, but all of us have an opportunity to come back home to God in Jesus Christ. Advent then is the proclamation of the need for repentance. It is a time of house cleaning, house cleaning, and we know what that's about. We, we just, I don't know about you, but we just got our house cleaned for Thanksgiving and had the carpets vacuumed for the holidays for, for our relatives to come over in the same way that we are preparing for relatives to come during Thanksgiving and the holidays. We need to prepare our hearts and minds to the coming of Christ in our lives. So we sing, O come thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny, from death of hell thy people save, and give them victory over the grave. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. The shoot of Jesse did indeed come. He did indeed to come to Israel the house of David, that the king may sit on the throne of our lives. We rejoice because the promise God made to David was established in Jesus Christ. Jesus came to establish the kingdom, not in a particular city, but to establish it in our hearts. 
He came to minister to the lost and give his life as a ransom to set us free from the bondage of sin and death. It prompted Matthew to say, even as the son of man came not to minister unto them, but to minister and to give life, give his life as a ransom for many. He came to seek and to save the lost whose sin had alienated them from God. It prompted the gospel writer Luke to say, for the son of man is come to seek and save that which is lost. He came that we might have abundant life. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal and to kill, but I came to give life and give life more abundantly. He came to do the will of God, to bring us back to where we belong, back to where sin had separated us, back to where we always was meant to be. Back to the loving, protecting arms of a God that loves us more than we can ever imagine what love means. Back to where we can experience hope and peace over and over again. Back to where salvation is made known to us the salvation that says we've been saved from ourselves, saved to be sons and daughters of God forever. He came to fulfill all the prophecies. Isaiah says in his prophecy that Christ would be a branch. The Hebrew word for branch is nester. The word for nester eventually become Nazareth. Christ became known as Jesus of Nazareth, which scripture says, was the fulfillment of the prophecy. Matthew says, and he, Jesus, came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called the Nazarene. He came and he brought with him hope. He came and he brought with him peace. He came and he brought with us, with him, joy and love and most of us think of sin as something that's so obvious and noticeable that we can look here and there and say see that's a sinner right there but my friend sin is as common as seeking happiness growing up black in america was a difficult time for me especially in the age of this new medium that we called television Wall Street owned television and sponsored most of the programming that, that, we, that we would see on the television. And during the commercial breaks, the messaging was obvious. If you want to be happy, if you need to be happy, you need to eat K-E-L-L-O-double-G cereal. Not the no-name brand that mama brought home. The commercials promoted Chuck Taylors, not Chip Taylor. From the moment on which 
we focus on being happy. Happiness becomes a drug. The search for happiness will cause a person to leave their family. The search for happiness will cause good people to spend their hard-earned money gambling. But when I gave my life to Christ, I understood that there is a difference between happiness and joy. You see, happiness requires us or someone else to do something to make us happy. But joy only requires us to accept what God has already done in Jesus Christ. I don't know what it's like to be rich. I don't know what it's like to have a secure childhood. I'm learning to live the life that God has chosen for me to live. I make mistakes. I do and say things that I shouldn't. I'm learning to always look for God in the good and the bad, to have joy in whatever circumstances. For me, the day in, in my backyard when I wanted to give my life, literally, because happiness had eluded me for much of my life. The day that I wanted to end my life as a young man. And make no mistake about it, friends. Young people today are struggling between happiness and joy, between living and not living. This dreadful pandemic has upset everything that we thought was real. And we're learning a new reality. So much so for me, I, I, didn't, I couldn't achieve America's dream of happiness. It seems the more I gained, the less happy I was. But from the day in that backyard when I discovered that not even drugs, not even alcohol, could provide me with what I was missing on the inside. On that day, when I decided that all of me belonged to Christ, that day, when I finally came and submitted everything I had to God, is the day that I discovered joy. And from this I know, from that day on, I understand that no matter where I live, no matter what social economic condition I may find myself in, no matter what I've done in my past, no matter what I'm thinking, no matter what mistakes I made, I have a joy in knowing that God loves me, the joy of knowing that God will never leave me. The joy of knowing that salvation was bought long before I was even born. The joy of knowing that if I just accept what Christ has done, salvation is mine. 
God will always love us. And we can always have the joy of the Lord because it's not up to us to produce joy. Joy is a gift. It is a reward. It is a condition of knowing that eternal life awaits us. We have joy because Christ has come to give us hope. We have joy because Christ has given us peace. We have joy over and over and over again. That's what it means to rejoice. Rejoice means to have joy over and over and over again because every time we think about the salvation that we received in Jesus Christ, every time we think about the new life that we can have in Jesus Christ, every time we think that all I have to do but say yes to what's already been done, every time I think about salvation came in the birth of a poor child in a manger. I can rejoice over and over. The joy of saints is made full by abiding in Christ. The joy Christ gives the world can't begin to take it away. They can never have it because it belongs to us, given to us by God my brothers and sisters. I was ready to give up, but then I received joy. Now, I'm ready, come what may. I know that, that, that repentance is only a prayer away and acceptance of Christ daily. It's only, it's only a turn away from saying, God, I've tried all I can, but now I need to come home to you. I'm ready to sit and love with different people. I'm ready to experience heartache and heartbreak. I'm ready to face isolation and loneliness with a joy that comes from every corner of creation. Everything in creation testify to the song that God writes for us every day. Our great love can have joy because I know some glad morning, some glad morning, I'm going home to where I belong and be free to walk with God for eternity. Until then, all the colors of the rainbow, all the voices of the wind, every dream that reaches out, that reaches out to find where love begins, every word of every song every star in the sky, every corner of God's creation lives to testify that God is with us no matter what the world is offering us. And we can have joy because they testify that Christ came and Christ is coming again. My friends, the gospel writer says that John preached he preached repentance and forgiveness of sin. The gospel writer wants us to know that a person must repent and turn from what's drawing us away from God 
and turn and begin to move back to God. I don't know about you, but when I watch the television and I see tornadoes destroying people who went to work to make an honest living, when I watch the television and I see children perishing in their classrooms, it threatens to take the joy away from me. And I have to remember that those children and those people never spent one second apart from God. Wherever they were at that moment, God was with them, reminding them that a life more abundant than the one you're living now is waiting on you. My friends, when we turn to God, that's when we can experience true hope, true peace, and true joy. John used baptism as a part of the act of turning from what's drawing us away and turning to God. In John's preparation process, there, there, there could be no true repentance without turning totally to Christ. A person was to turn from a life that was leading them away from God to a life that pointed them to God and become a witness that Christ indeed lives. The person who truly, who had given them life to Christ was willing to be baptized as an act of obedience, as an act of showing the world, I belong to God. And friends, God invites us today by how we treat others and how we live in the world to be a testimony that we have given our lives to God. The gospel writers wants us to know that John's preaching was powerful, his impact enormous. Luke records that all of Judea went out into the wilderness to hear John preach. They were flocking to him to be baptized as an act. The Jews found shocking that people would go out to be baptized because they thought all you needed to be evident that God was with you was circumcision. It didn't take all that to demonstrate your obedience to God. As far as they were concerned, baptism was just for Gentiles. John wanted them to spread the news that Christ is for everyone. And my friends, God wants us to spread the news that Christ is for everyone. We have no instruments of judgment. We have no instruments of judging who's in or who's out. We only have the measurement of being a witness to Christ has come and I have accepted him in my life I have come home to my Savior. Luke's gospel reveals that the spirit of God's messenger was that of self-denial. John's living quarters was in the wilderness. 
He deliberately chose to preach from the distractions and the temptations of the city where he could be alone with God in meditation and prayer. Friends, I beg you during this Advent season, find some time to get alone with God so God can refresh your hearts and remind you that you are home in Christ. John's clothing was simple camel's hide with a belt made of some animal skin. He deliberately chose not to be clothed in the designer culture of the day because that would have required him to do whatever it took to get the money to buy those fashions. John's food was simple. It was locusts and wild honey. He deliberately chose not to be drawn up and having to acquire the most notable chef in town to prepare a gorgeous meal every day for him to eat what God has already provided instead. John lived this simple life because he knew that life was more than food. Life is more than clothing. Life was more than housing. He knew that he must allow himself to come home in Jesus Christ because life is in Christ. So he denied himself. Later, Jesus would challenge all of his followers, say, if anyone will come after me, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Follow me. What well, only require you to believe. Follow me. I only require you to accept. Follow me. Experience a joy that only God can provide. Follow me and truly experience what it means to be accepted. Follow me because in me is a home that not even death can separate you from. Oh, my brothers and sisters, God is calling us during this Advent season to come home. He's ready for you. He's ready for me. God knows that Sylvester is not perfect. God knows that I hurt people whom he loves. God knows that I go places that I should not go. God knows that I do things that I should not do. But I know that I would, if I but recognize those things, those things that keeps me from experiencing the totality of Christ in my life, if I but turn from those things and get down on my knees and begin to pray to a God that hears me, hears me in my sins, hears me in the dark places in my life, hears me when I'm hurting so bad that I feel like I don't want to live no more. He hears me. And, and wherever I am, he has come to love me, to heal me, 
wherever I am. And I but need to pray. Lord, thank you for Jesus. Thank you. Then I didn't, when I didn't know that I needed salvation, you made it possible for me. Lord, thank you. <laughs> when I don't have the happiness that I so desperately think I need, you remind me that joy is greater than happiness. And joy is but a prayer away. Thank you that you provide this season of Advent that I may again and again prepare my heart and mind for that which only you can give. Thank you for Jesus, my brother, who stands right here beside me, no matter where I may find myself. Lord, let me be a light that point to that Christ. Lord, let me be a rod that shows others that they too can have joy in your Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit.